Hey, it's Nikki, and we have our final 2021 Monday Fire Takeover with past Gut Plus Science guests and power couple, Oscar and Kaya Frazier. Now, if you listen to their episode, I know you just connected the dots. The episode on Gut Plus Science was fire. I mean, if it didn't light a fire for you, I don't know what will. This couple is so inspirational and is going to light up your Monday and your week. Buckle up. So, Oscar, I have a scenario that I want to run by you. You know, with us initially starting out in corporate space um, and doing fairly well in in our roles and responsibilities and then moving into entrepreneurship as we're starting to build our teams and we're, you know, shaping our teams and our culture for our companies that we're building. One thing that I'm noticing is how do you keep those groups, those teams intact, right? So let me give you a scenario. You're in a team of experts, right? And you're one expert in that collective. And so you are moving together as a team towards a common objective and a common goal. And then your superior comes to you and asks you, hey, I want you to step up and lead this team, guide this team into the completion of this project. How do you transition from being one person on this team, one expert on this team and sitting shoulder to shoulder with your colleagues, and now you have to lead them. How do you make that transition without losing, one, the respect of your colleagues, right? And then keeping that team culture to where there's no animosity. That's a great, great topic. Um, So many people that I've encountered run into this and I I ran into it myself and I call it how to lead leaders. Okay. Right. Um, There was this uh, gentleman named Todd Henry. He wrote this book called Herding Tigers. So we've all heard of the concept of herding cats. Right. And this is almost the exact Well, this is the exact opposite of that, because essentially what happens is when you walk into a room that once were colleagues and now you're set to lead. There are three key areas that I've recognized to be effective whenever you're looking to kind of gain that leadership capacity, but without ruining relationships and making everyone else in the room that once were your your peers understand that you're now in a more superior role, but you're still you, so to speak. Right. So here's the first one. Establish a level of authority that still recognizes the others as leaders. So one of the things that I do as a, a quick little nugget that I've seen um, that works well, when I first walk into a room with a new um, or, or a group of people that once were my peers, I walk in, I go up to the whiteboard and I write three columns on the board. The first one are the must haves. The next one are the nice to haves. And then I have a parking lot. What that does for the group, first of all, it lets them know, okay, Oscar's about to lead something. I don't know what it is yet, mm-hmm. but he's doing something. My next comment is typically around something like, what are the must-haves for this group to work? What is it that you all need from me and from others in this group for this group to be effective, efficient, and maximize all of the leaders that's in this room? So you're tapping into them to tell you. Exactly. Okay. And so as they're, as, they're, as they're talking about it and as they're throwing out things, I'm jotting them up on the board. So now I'm in a position of service to them. 
right? I'm, I'm almost taking notes, if you will, but it's still in a leadership capacity because I'm up on the whiteboard. Right. When I go to the nice-to-haves, I then say, okay, so we've, we've talked about the must-haves. Now let's get to the nice-to-haves, right? And they go through those things. And then if there are things that we're not sure if it fits in the must-haves or the nice-to-haves, we put it in the parking lot, which means we'll re- we will revisit that at a later time. Okay. Once you've taken a break from that and you kind of, everyone takes a breath, right? I think that's the natural next flow into the second piece that's very critical. And that is to create a direction for the group that leaders can follow. Okay. So what you do is on the, the items that are the must-haves, you begin to find out in the room who are the best people to ensure that those must-haves take place. Okay. Right. So, for example, if someone's saying we must have a daily scrum session to ensure that we've met all of our tasks for the day, if that's what it is, that is your opportunity to say, well, who's the agile expert in the room? Who is the scrum master in the room? Allow them to actually lead that charge and to execute from there. Right. And you do that all the way around the room. And so by the time you're finished, every leader in that room has something that he or she is going to be responsible for. Finally, look at delegate tasks in a way that doesn't place other leaders in a seemingly subordinate role. What you've done in steps one and two, it's been inclusive. Mm-hmm. You've also, everyone now has a position, if you will, of, 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 of authoritative ship, if you will. Mm-hmm. And now you have established everyone and their leadership strengths and you still are the leader, but you're not having to do it all by yourself. And you're not having to actually walk into the room and say, I'm the leader. Exactly. Nice. Cheers. We just left the world a little bit better. Now go do something with it.